Let's pray as well. Lord, we do thank you for your word. Your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So today, Lord, we say thank you for your word. Help us to hear it and to, uh, to sort of say yes, whatever you want to do in our lives. We're here, we're available, use us and be glorified through us as we do what you want us to do. Amen. Since the start of January, we've been looking at this series, I Met Jesus. We've been meeting people who are in the Bible who met Jesus. And in March, we'll be looking at different topics every week that we meet. And then in April and May, if you've looked on the website, it's here already, but we're looking at different Jewish festivals. And we're thinking, why is it important to remember what God has done and why is it important to celebrate what God has done? But let's think about what we've been doing over the last few weeks. If you've been here, you'll sort of think, oh yeah, I know about that, that's fine. And if you've not been, it's a bit of a recap, just so you can sort of uh, know what we've been thinking about over the last few weeks. We've been meeting people who have met Jesus. So who have we met? There's a list of eight people. We've got Lazarus. We've got a couple near Emmaus, a woman at a well, Shadrach, Mesh and Abed. Who's that? Oh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. A woman with perfume, an adulterous woman, Moses, and a woman who bled. And so every week we've been meeting these different people and we've been thinking, yes, that's a wonderful encounter. And the brilliant thing is, every time we've met these people, I, and hopefully you, I've learned something new about Jesus, because that's what we're here for. It's Jesus that we've come to say thank you and to worship. So every week, we've thought about Jesus. On the first week, Jesus breaks chains. Next week, Jesus helps us to see clearly. Jesus breaks taboos. Jesus delivers. Jesus welcomes me. Jesus knows the Torah. Jesus needs to surprise us, and Jesus is compassionate. So there are all the different things that we've been thinking about these last few weeks. Of course, meeting Jesus changes people. Jesus changes people when people come to them. It might be habits, illnesses, relationships, mindsets, loads of things that Jesus changes for the better when people come to Jesus and say, Lord, what do you want to do? Of course, we could go away and say, oh, that was all very nice. But the thing about it is, when I've been meeting Jesus over these last few weeks, he's been saying things to me. I'm not going to tell you about them. And you're not going to tell me what God's been saying to you as well. But he's definitely been saying things. Things need to change. He says it in a lovely way. He doesn't say it like that. But he does say, with God, there's still much more for all of us to learn and experience. When I was at school, I was pretty all right. I didn't really mess about. I didn't talk at the back or anything like that. But I wasn't an A-star pupil. Let's say that. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't well up there and... Uh, 
apart from some, some subjects thinking about it, but, 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 but I wasn't really an A-star pupil for everything. It was, I was just like average or, you know, or at least I felt like it. Let me say to you, none of us are A-star disciples. There's always more to learn and more to experience. We haven't made it yet. We haven't finished our walk with God because we're still learning. We're still thinking. We're still saying, Lord, I want my heart to be open to you and to do what you want to say. So that means we have to actively and intentionally meet Jesus every day. It reminds me of a verse that Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, which of course is in eastern Greece nowadays. And he said this, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God is calling through Christ Jesus. We've met a really Greek, a really Greek word, a really good Greek word in the past. And it's this word, dioko. And it means earnestly pursue. And ages ago when we were thinking about it, I seem to remember Fiona running around. And the reason was this, because I asked Fiona to be like a gazelle or an antelope or zebra or something. Because, do you know, in Africa, if lions just lounge around and don't do anything, does anyone bring their food on a silver service? Of course they don't. What happens if a lion doesn't pursue, earnestly pursue, its prey? It gets weaker. It dies in the end because they do it in groups because that's what lions do. But they have to earnestly pursue. Otherwise, they die. It's the same with us. If we're not dioko-ing, I don't know if you meant to do that, mix uh, a Greek and uh, uh, ing, English bit. But if we're not dioko-ing, earnestly pursuing God, what's going to happen to us? Spiritually, in the end... We die. So that's why Paul was writing to the church there, saying, pursue God. It's so important. They do it in groups. They do it intentionally. They do it actively. They do it. And that's the encouragement for all of us. We need to actively follow Jesus as well. But we're going to come back to that in a little later. So far, though, All we've looked at is the past. Remember that long list of names? They're people that lived centuries ago. And we could look at so many more people that lived in more recent times. But it's all that we've been looking at in the past. So we're concluding the series today. And there's different ways we could have concluded the series. But I want us to look to the future. Because we've looked at the past. What about the future? I'm going to tell you, you're going to be encouraged. You might even smile as much as me today. I'm going to test you. I'm going to see about it. Because I know that it's not just NCF that's going to heaven. You know that as well, don't you? It's every tribe. There's people from every tribe, every nation that's going to be going to heaven. The brilliant thing is, we've been saying 
I met Jesus and been talking about other people, I don't think that's a good thing for us to say in a funny kind of way. Just bear with me. I want us to say, I'll meet Jesus. It's a definite. If we're following Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we know we will meet Jesus. Can I ask you a deaf question? Are you looking forward to going to heaven? Yeah. We're going to meet Jesus. Thank you. Fiona's just broadened a smile. I'm looking around. We are going to meet Jesus. It's not just people in the Bible from 2,000 years ago. It's not just the way we meet Jesus now. We're going to meet Jesus. Fantastic, isn't it? Revelation 21, verse 4. It tells us that there's going to be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. What a contrast to the Ukraine today. What a contrast to Nuneaton even. We look at the Ukraine and we say, oh Lord, have mercy. And we pray for the people there. And they definitely need our prayers. But what about Nuneaton as well? What about even this week, people on this street and on the street where you live telling lies? Maybe there's been physical abuse on your street this week, but it's behind closed doors, so you don't know about it. Maybe some people have been self-harming behind closed doors. We don't know about it. Or maybe they've put a member of their family down through their words or through their actions. Maybe someone's been raped in the Neaton this week. I bet there's been lots of anger shown in this street, in your street. And people have been neglecting each other this week. Heaven is a different place. No more mourning. No tears. We'll meet Jesus. But the thing is, I don't deserve to go there. You don't deserve to go there either. On various occasions, we've all made a mess of our lives and we've hurt people. Our sins mean that we shouldn't even step foot in heaven, even for one minute. Because the people that we are would change heaven. Sin would be in heaven because we are sinners. The Jesus we've been talking about for these last few weeks, who've been meeting different people, is the same Jesus who meets us. And it's the same Jesus who says, I want you to come to this beautiful place. I don't want you to go to hell. Our normal actions of life make no difference whatsoever about our final destination. Jesus did it all. Jesus paid the price for us. I'm going to read three scriptures just to remind us about some of the things the Bible says. This is from Romans 5, 6 to 8. While we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, at the fitting time Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. 
Now, it is an extraordinary thing for one to give his life, even for an upright man, though perhaps for a noble and lovable and generous benefactor, someone might even dare to die. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for us. 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. John 3.16 For God expressed his love for the world in this way. He gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him will not face everlasting destruction, but will have everlasting life. By ourselves... We couldn't even get one person into heaven ourselves. We can't get into heaven because of what we do, what we say, any good deeds. It doesn't make us fit for heaven. We can't get one person into heaven. What Jesus did allows billions of people into heaven. His death and his resurrection means that the price has been paid for all of our sins. We're allowed into heaven because of Jesus. As we meet Jesus, it's not just a free ticket to heaven, nothing like that. We'll talk about that in a little while maybe. But it's saying, Lord, my life is yours. I give it to you. Here's a few verses from Revelation. This is chapter 7. Verses 9 and 12, 9 to 12. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and might be to our God for ever and ever. I don't know what you think about heaven. In fact, Jill and I were talking about it yesterday. But I can, well, I was going to say I can guarantee. I can't guarantee anything. That's all a laugh at John. Because <laughs> I'm laughing at myself by that as well. What I want to say, though, is I'm pretty certain, over 51%, that much, that heaven isn't going to be like any of the churches in the Neaton, Bedworth, Bulkington, Wrighton, or anywhere else, Hinkley, it's not going to be like a church service. I think our senses are going to explode in heaven. Not in a really terrible way, but can you imagine what Margaret was reading about earlier? Did you try and imagine it? What's heaven going to be like? It's not going to be like a Sunday morning service. I doubt it very much. Well, 51%. 51%. Like I say, I think that's, that's as much as I want to give to it. But the thing is, it's going to involve the whole world. 
if people in any nation or people group have said, yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, he must increase, I must decrease, they're going to know God. They're going to go to heaven. And that's why I've worn this shirt today. Because it just goes to show that people of all these nations and all of those nations on there and all the other ones I didn't put on, there's only 126 there, but there are 193 sovereign states in the United Nations. There are 6,825 people groups in the world and they speak over 7,000 languages. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in heaven? I'll tell you a secret. Sometimes I think I'm getting ready for heaven because I listen to worship music on Spotify and YouTube in French and German and Italian and Spanish because I want to get ready for heaven. And I'm listening to worship in other languages because I think, yeah, that's going to get me ready for heaven because are we going to sing in English all the time? It's going to be amazing. You don't, we might be all polyglots. Is that the word? Or... Is that the word? I don't think so. Or multilingual. You know, what's it going to be like? I'm excited. I'll tell you why. A little bit more. These are the five most populous nations in the world. China, India, United States, Indonesia, uh, Pakistan. Uh, There we are. So all of these nations, we can say... People from every nation are going to be there. How about the, the five smallest nations? Oh, I wish I'd looked at this first. Uh, Vatican City, uh, Tuvalu. Uh, da, da. Oh, there it is. Uh, Nderu, I think that's over this side. Uh, yep, yeah, it's on one side or the other. <laughs> oh, I know where Paolo is. Paolo's there. San Marino, that's easy. That's uh, about there. And all the time I've written what the population of Nuneaton is, 92,000. So we're much more of the population of these countries. And yet, all of the nations and the people groups are going to be populated in heaven. What are we all going to be wearing? I don't know if we're going to be uh, wearing white, wear wings and all those sort of things. It doesn't matter to me because the thing that matters is we're going to meet Jesus. And that's fantastic. The five most popular nations, the smallest nations, all the nations in between, all the nations that you know about and love, maybe a different nation from here where you were born, and you think, I love that nation. That is somewhere I want to go back to and pray for. People from that country will be represented as well. We're going to be so different from how it is on a Sunday morning. Heaven is a wonderful place. And we're going to go there because of God's grace. And that's it. We go because of God's grace. It's nothing to do with our abilities, our gifts, how much how many good things we do before we're 90, how much money we give to people that are in need. It's all to do with Jesus. Are you stirred like me? Because Jesus is what it's all about. In our life now, and when we get to heaven, it's not about, I hear sometimes people say, oh, I'm going to talk to someone when we get to heaven. Maybe, but all I want to do is worship Jesus. And that's why people who don't know God wouldn't like heaven anyway. 
Because it's not about them, it's all about Jesus. When we get to heaven, we'll be worshipping God and saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. And we'll really realise then, much more than we do now, what Jesus has done for us. He's changed us. He's put us in the right way. And he's still changing us as well. So let's have a break from listening to John. Let's sing together. We're going to sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And I really like this next line. It says, Sing like never before. So you might think, Oh, I love singing. Or you might think, Oh, I'm not much into that. But we're going to sing because I know it's, but I, I think this is from the Bible. It's not like just taking a hymn and saying, oh, that must be true then. We're going to sing like never before, because we're going to meet Jesus. So should we stand and sing together? Thank you, Lord, for lavishing your love on us. Thank you, Lord, that you love us, and not just us, but the whole world. You came to save the whole world. Lord, we see the situations around the world today. Will you do something in our world so that people know you're alive, know who you are, and help us to play our part too. Amen. We're saying we're going to meet Jesus. We've just worshipped, but what's it going to be like when we go to heaven? I run out of superlatives sometimes, don't you? If you speak a different language, give me a superlative about Jesus just now. Can you do that? Oh, fantastic. Jason? Can you say it a bit louder as well? Yeah, say something fabulous about Jesus. Fantastic. And Bridget, do you want to, do you want to say anything in... Any other languages? I'm just looking around. Afrikaans. Could you say something about Jesus in Afrikaans, Margaret? Oh, that's brilliant, isn't it? Any other languages kicking around? Fantastic. But all of these languages aren't enough, are they? Even if we put them together and times them by 100, our words are not enough to say what Jesus has done for us. Because it's so obvious. It's, we were saying last week about the woman with the bleeding. She wanted to be saved. So-so, I think the word was the word. So she went from one place to another place. And that's exactly what Jesus has done for us. What part do I have in all of this? We met all these people over these last few weeks. And we've thought about already about this Greek word, dioko, saying, yes, it means eagerly pursue, really going for it. And we might be content with our lives at the moment. But God is calling us to be with him. And a natural consequence of that is that we're going to change. It just happens. Romans 2 Verse 4 in the message says this. Did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? 
better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. Of course, I emphasize the radical life change because that's the point I want to make. But Jesus is leading us. Remember, we wear the yoke with Jesus, so we're close to him. He's leading us because he loves us. And he leads us into a radical life change. We're not just called to be saved. We're all called to a mission. We're all called to be changed by God and to be changers for God. God doesn't want us to live a blasé, sinful life, not caring very much for others. It's a privilege that we know we're going to heaven. And heaven is a privilege that we want to share with other people. We've been talking about us meeting Jesus and how that will be brilliant. Everybody is going to meet Jesus. Hebrews 9.27 in the Phillips New Testament Jesus has appeared once and for all to abolish sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as surely as it is appointed for all men to die, and after that, to pass, uh, after that pass to their judgment, so it is certain that Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, and after that, to those who look for him, he will appear a second time. Not this time to deal with sin, but to bring them to full salvation. Everyone is going to meet Jesus. Again, I don't know how it's going to happen. But everyone will stand before Jesus. Everyone. And just like the sheep and the goats that Jesus talked about, so some people will say, come, you're blessed. I know you've been following me. You've accepted me as your saviour. Come to heaven. But just as heaven is a real place, so hell is a real place. And people will go to hell. It's our privilege to tell people about heaven. It's our privilege to act like Jesus act. And to say, the things he said. Everyone will meet Jesus one day. Often I like to share a quote from a, a learned theologian or maybe a wonderful follower of Christ. But this week I read something from a fairly famous actor and he said this a while ago. Jim Carrey. And he said... I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they dreamed of so they can see that it is not the answer. Fame, having loads of money, is not the answer in life. War and nationalism is not the answer in life. Being a bully is not the answer in life. 
putting yourself first is not the answer in life. Everybody in the world needs Jesus. Everybody in the world is going to meet Jesus. It's our job, our mission, our privilege to tell people who Jesus is, both in words and by our actions, the way we live our lives. We've met Jesus. We know him. What a privilege that is. But just like a lion works with other lions to actively and intentionally seek out food and then aggressively chase their prey, so we've got to work together intentionally and actively to pray, to take action, so that people here and in other countries of the world will know Jesus as their saviour as well. We can't just have our spiritual bags packed for heaven and think that's great and enough. We've got to be ready to be doing things for what God wants us to do. He's called us all to do a mission for him. All we need to do is respond. We're all going to meet Jesus in a very dynamic way in the future. And then as we've sung before and we've thought many times in the past, we'll know him forever. God has commissioned all of us and equipped all of us to spread the message of Jesus to other people in a relevant and caring and loving way. Who will you introduce to Jesus this coming week? I'm going to pray and then we're going to respond with some uh, worship and prayers and maybe Bible readings as well. Lord, we do thank you for the absolute privilege it is to know you as our Lord and Saviour. We are so happy. You have changed us. And you've equipped us to do things for you as well. We're sorry, Lord, when we've just kept your message to ourselves and just packed our spiritual bags and just sat around having a great time. Will you change us, Lord? Thank you for your equipping already. Help us, Lord, to step out and take a risk of faith knowing that you're with us. Thank you that someone introduced us to you. Lord, help us to return the privilege and introduce other people to you as well. Amen.